BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome back, everybody. It's pitch again. It's been a long time, and I have a cold. And my name's Harrison. And my name's Kelvin. And I'm Kate. Let's go. And uh, it, this week we watched an incredible film called Interstellar that I've never seen before. That I've been waiting to watch for you guys to listen to my reaction. Uh, but we're going to talk about it. But we're going to keep it really brief because it's really late and it's snowing, and I want to go home. <laughs> and I got a long drive in front of me. Uh, but yeah, let's uh, just immediately, as always, jump into our spoiler wall which is our minute-long kind of spoiler-free reaction to the movie, um, ending with our, uh, what is the word I'm searching for, recommendation, whether we would or would not recommend the movie, um, and then we'll jump into the show. So, Cade, as the one who chose this movie for this week, you get the honors of starting our spoiler wall. All right, let's do this. Okay, spoiler wall. This movie is almost three hours. I will give you that. It's two hours and forty-five minutes long. So if you want to sit, if you want to sit for that long, you are in for a massive treat because this movie is one directed by Christopher Nolan. So it has a sort of deductive, cinematic feel because the the story is the way it's constructed. It's it's it feels very complex, but it all comes together in this in like the last. In like a five minute interval, five ten minute interval, we all connect and it just hits you and it blows your mind and you're just so amazed by it. If you're into those complicated movies, watch this 100%. If you're not, maybe dial it back or maybe watch this with somebody else to help it, to help explain that to you. But this is one of my all time favorite movies. But Christopher Nolan is one of my all time favorites. So any movie that he got going, I'm gonna go and watch that. All right, my turn. Time it, dude. Okay, this is Kelton speaking. Um, so this is a fantastic movie. Like, just pretty much like what Kate said, it's incredible. Soundtrack, you get so pumped. I remember there was one scene where all three of us were on the edge oh of the seat, God. just like we couldn't breathe. They're like, "Oh my gosh, what's gonna happen?" Like, and I've seen this before. I knew it was gonna happen, but I still got so drawn in. So, if you love intense moments. This is the movie for you. But as well, if you, this movie does require a lot of thought and like deep thinking to understand it all. So I'd say the first three quarters of the movie is perfect if you just want to sit back, enjoy a really cool like environment and setting and story. 
and just so you could like enjoy like some intense stuff and then the last like quarter of the movies where it explains everything it gets kind of complicated so if you just want something lighthearted and simple just watch the first three quarters <laughs> yeah because then you'll enjoy it. Oh, that was cool. Like, awesome cinematography and everything. But the last quarter, like, you got to buckle up because it's intense. All right. So, here we go. And this, again, this is the first time I've ever seen this movie. I've been waiting to do it. Sci-fi is my favorite genre. And this is one of those incredible sci-fi movies in every way that it it expands our understanding, although it's completely fictionalized, of science and like Kelton said, creates a really contemplative and thought-provoking idea about our understanding and our relationship to time. Uh so just great Christopher Nolan type storytelling out of time and, and acting acting in this movie is very emotional. I cried multiple times. The score is incredibly powerful. The cinematography is amazing. The visual effects are incredible. The idea, the story, it all just brings you into this intense cinematic sci-fi experience that really was honestly kind of incomparable. Uh, it was so much fun to enjoy. It's also really fun to watch it with other people, which I really liked. Um, it's a really good space movie, you know, um, I'm trying to think of an example, kind of like Apollo 13 or something like that, where that's kind of just more space drama and not so much science fiction, um, but at the same time being a great science fiction movie. So would I recommend this movie? Heck yes. Like, oh, how can you be a lover of movies and not watch this movie? Shame on me. (laughs) So, thank you everyone for listening to our spoiler wall. If somehow you lived under a mountain like myself and have not seen this movie, it is worth the $4 it probably costs to rent it on Voodoo. It, it is money well spent. Just buy it because you will want to rewatch it. Um, but if you have not seen this movie, don't let it be spoiled. I am grateful that somehow I've been able to avoid any spoilers for it. So, stop listening now if you have not seen this movie. If you have seen this movie, continue on with us. We're about to jump into the rest of the podcast here. Breakdown of how it's going to go. Uh, first, as always, we're going to have our two cents um, where we talk about the movie for two minutes uninterrupted, but we can get more into the spoilers. Followed up by Does It Live Up, which is our section talking about the, the person who picked the movie, um, to sh- why they chose to share it with someone who had not seen it, being Cade, choosing to share it with me. And then my responses about what my reaction or my expectations were and did it live up to those expectations as someone never seen it before. Following Does It Live Up, we're going to do um, Mind Blank. What, uh, what is after that? Yeah, Pick Your Poison. After Pick Your Poison, um, which is just our personal rating scale, we're going to do uh, Bench Points. We'll do that real quickly. And Least and Likes. And then, of course, Fall In, which we all love. So we will get started with... Uh, two cents. Two cents. <laughs> Goodness, <laughs> my mind is. Okay, uh, do you want to go first again? As this is I'll your movie, first. so to speak. All right, let's do this. Okay, this movie. I just realized something while I'm sitting here uh, as we just diving into this is that Christopher Nolan, the way he is portrayed in movies, it's kind of hard to spoil movies because it's so complicated that if you go, you can't really spoil a movie. Where everyone dies, or this person's this person, or something like that. You have to kind of, you have to really explain in detail in order to spoil Christopher Nolan movies. So, because in, I think about Inception, it's kind of hard to spoil that movie. You kind of have to explain it in depth. Interstellar is the same thing, and I'm sure in this next coming film called Tenant, which holy crap, that's I'm excited for that. But it's it's hard to spoil his movies, and I really love that. Also, I've watched this uh, about seven times. Wow! 
and it's I actually watched this back to back once. The only other movie that I actually watched back to back was Inception. That's another Christopher Christopher Nolan movie. <laughs> I'm just a huge fan of his work, but I I will say this: watching this movie in this atmosphere with the three of us and analyzing it and just breaking it down, I realized how gut-wrenching, heartbreaking this freaking movie is. Like, I was really invested in the movie because it was just so captivating with the story, but looking back and just kind of putting myself in in these characters' shoes, like uh, Cooper in the movie. What's his, what's his first name? I can't remember his name. It was called him Cooper. Anyhow, the the main protagonist, his experience, his struggles and everything, putting myself in his shoes is just, oh my gosh, I cried. I broke down a lot in this movie. So this movie is top 10 of all time because I just love the complexity and I love the story and I love the emotion, cinematography, soundtrack, and the longevity of this movie. All right, my turn. Set the timer. Timer. Okay, so a lot like Cade said, this is a movie where you get you could get really invested, and not just like with like feelings and everything, of like um, when you get like sad at the sad moments. Like I don't know about you guys, but I cried every time Cooper like had a moment with his daughter Murph because it's so sad. Because I feel oh like gosh. we we've all had dads. We know like what a good dad is. Like I even made this comment during the movie. I was like, wow, like Cooper is a fantastic dad. And just seeing him, like, suffer and, like, know, like, he can't be with his daughter. Like, he missed out on her life. He, all sorts of things like that. It just hits you hard. But along with that, this movie draws you in so well with the music and the intensity of what needs to happen. Like, I think, it, for example, when they go to that planet where everything's water, the soundtrack really just, like, oh gets you going. gosh. And I, I want to point something out about that later in Binge Points, but... It just totally draws you in, and it's like kind of slow, and then you know it needs to happen, and you know like time there is goes by really quick, and you're just cheering for everyone. You're just so sucked into, just you. You feel like you're a part of the crew as they like go throughout their adventures, and so it just makes it so entertaining, so much fun to watch. Like I've I've seen this once before all the way through, but I've seen like clips like countless of times before, so this is the second time seeing it all the way through, start to finish. But I absolutely, I, I'd obviously forgotten parts, but it it was fantastic. Even though I knew like the final things, how everything happened, it still felt like such a fantastic movie to watch. And I would totally be down to watch this from start to finish right now because it was that good. So, and just I feel like music and emotions play big role in movies, and Interstellar does a fantastic job of incorporating both of those to make you feel like you're there in the movie and to help you enjoy it as well. All right, start my two minutes. Okay, holy smokes, this movie. Um, I want to see what I wrote down here. I was just really, really impressed um, with this and, and kind of like, uh, don't want to get too much into it, but like, wow, this is a movie that you just, it has so many different things that I generally relate to a specific genre movie. It has the thought-provoking, contemplative, like, trying to better understand our relationship to our existence 
type of contemplative stuff, but it also has those literally sitting on the edge of your seat, squeezing a pillow because you can't breathe, like intense to like incredible, like percussive score just building. And it just like each moment is another addition in like this movie's understanding of what cinema viewing is, like understanding emotion and sound and like just as a movie in general, like just the understanding of what a movie is, is incredible. But it is it is mind-blowing the ideas that it, it causes you to contemplate without answering and you could go down a big, never-ending, unanswerable hole trying to figure this movie out. Or you can just sit back and and understand and be involved in the emotions of each character and cry like I did because it really is so sad. Um, I'm struggling to find words to describe what I feel about this movie because there's literally just so much stuff to unpack about it that it, I, I don't know where to start and my mind's still wrapping itself around something, uh, viewing it for the first time. But it, it, I was just amazed at how it took the turn that I didn't expect, like the ending and how... It was really them that came back and how he survived and he was going to undock and how Matt Damon's dude was actually an idiot and, like, he wasn't actually there to save him. And, like, I was just not expecting any of that. Um, like, this movie's kind of slow. Like, it, I think, yeah, an hour through, I had to pause it to take a phone call. I was like, it's been an hour? Like, nothing's happened yet. Like, of course, emotion had been there, but, like, there was no high stakes. And then all of a sudden, it just goes light speed and... Man, I feel like that was a useless two cents because <laughs> I'm just trying to understand what I even think about this movie. Um, but we'll move, we'll move on to Does It Live Up? So, Cade, you chose the movie for this week. Uh, okay. Did you know that I had not seen this movie before? I did not know you had seen this movie before, before I mentioned of how much I like this movie. Okay. Um, when you did mention it, I was just, oh, completely overjoyed. I was just like a little kid and on Christmas Day. I was like, oh, you're in for a treat, man. Because... Oh, so many reasons why, but I shared it because this movie is worthy to break down and just talk about. It's a perfect. This this movie's perfect perfect for our podcast. So I just I knew it was just a golden nugget waiting to be cracked. So that was part of the reason. Another part was this. I just wanted your take because you because going into depth about this, I I love your point of view on these things. So I was just so hyped to to hear what you thought about it and your reactions too. Like. Yeah, the climax was just like, oh, that was so, that was so awesome. I didn't when I watched this movie, I was all by myself, so I was just like, oh my god, yeah, it's I wanted to talk to somebody people. about it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. What about so, you? So, so my expectations for this was obviously that it was a Christopher Nolan film, so that it was going to be non-traditional storytelling in an incredibly well done, well thought way. That it was going to be a great story with a great score. Like all those typical Christopher Nolan expectations were there. I also knew that it was a sci-fi movie that everyone loved, but like. There's so many different types, because I love sci-fi. Like I've said, it's my favorite genre. I read a lot of books. I watch a lot of TV shows and movies. So you have things from like Ad Astra to Apollo 13 to Interstellar to Ender's Game. I'm trying to think of other movies here. Blade Runner. Like there's so many different ways that a sci-fi movie could go. So like, and I knew this was a space movie, but I didn't understand what it was. And it's so like, I just knew it was going to be good. That I, My expectations, I don't really know what they were, but any expectation I possibly could have had about this movie, whether it was the score or the acting or the storytelling or the sci-fi or the Christopher Nolan-ness of it, all of which I knew were good in this movie, I could not have had my expectations high enough for this movie because it just blew me out of the water. Like, automatically, oh, that's awesome. easily, top five movies all time. Right now. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh. oh I love this I love is a sweet movie. movie. So, uh, yeah, we're moving right along here. We'll move on to... Uh, 
Pick Your Poison, our personal ranking scale, which is bottom of the list, never watch again, which we've yet to pick. <laughs> then above that is streaming services. So I'd watch it if it was on a streaming service that I already am subscribed to and I need something to do. Above that is paying a few bucks to rent it. And then of course, top of the list is to buy it. Um, and I'll go first. I had already bought the movie. I bought it on Black Friday because I knew it was great. Everyone talked about it. I love Christopher Nolan. I want to get all his movies. Uh, but okay, so having not bought it before, what I how would I rank this movie on our scale? Most definitely I would buy it. In fact, I have such faith in the quality of this movie that I would buy this as a gift for someone else whether they had or hadn't seen it because I just know that they would love it. You know what it's I mean? Like, like, like I could confidently buy this movie for someone else, not necessarily knowing whether they had or hadn't seen it or what their taste in movies is. Because I just feel like most people, maybe a few exceptions, a few anomalies, would just enjoy it. It's just so... Yeah. You can confidently buy. It's this almost movie. like that that rating of like picking a person like I would buy this somebody. It's kind of like a golden nugget, like it's just the top of the top, yeah, yeah. Like, quote unquote. Yeah. Poison. Like this is so good that you can confidently give it to people, knowing that they would also enjoy it. So yeah, I, I would definitely buy it. I would buy this for somebody. I would I would recommend the crap out of this movie because it's just it's a fantastic movie favorite. Very big, like Harrison said, top five, and it's so I'm I'm in the same boat as Harrison. Yep, I'm I would buy it, but here's the thing, I would buy it for someone, and then I would watch it with them. Yes, because that would make I'm gonna enjoy the crap out of it. But it's so cool to watch it with someone who hasn't seen it before, because you get into it with them, even though you already know what's gonna happen. Because like the hype, like when watch it with you, I remember I just. I've watched this so many times before, but you got into it. And I was like, I it draw it drew me in just as much when I first watched it. <laughs> yeah, it just speaks to the quality of it that like that seeing someone else view it for the first time draws you in the same way in a in a way that not many other movies can do. So go freaking buy this movie, guys. That's three like or come watch solid. it with us. Oh, that'd be cool too. That'd be cool. That'd be so Tweet cool. at us. Buy a plane ticket. Come watch with you. Come watch us with you. Yeah, those guys are chilling in like freaking Europe. Get over here, man. Like, let's watch this. We'll pace down and watch together. Okay. All right. So yeah, poison. Easy pick. Binge points. Uh, I've seen this for the first time. I was just trying to comprehend what this masterpiece is that I don't really know how many bench points I actually have. Kelton has one. Oh, yeah. yeah I think yeah, I know yeah. what it is. Just It's the one on the water planet. So each tick, I looked it up. Yeah. Each tick of the soundtrack actually represents like 1.25 days. So in literally that like three-minute scene, I was curious. I heard the ticks and I was like, how much? I was trying to figure out in my head, like, how much time is that? And I just uh-huh. missed way too much. Yeah, time. I looked it up, but it's like 1.25 days. And I think, first off, that's way cool. And it definitely gives a great sense of urgency in yes, that scene. Because everyone knows that Cooper wants to be there as little time as possible to see if that's a habitable planet. Because he doesn't want to miss, you know, his kids' lives growing up. And so, like, and the ticking just. You get antsy and you just want to, you know, get the heck out of there. And then, like, this freaking giant wave comes and it just makes it that much better. But, yeah, each tick and each minute it speeds up another 10 seconds. Like, so it, it definitely, like, that's, like, genius. Hans Zimmer, man. Genius, like, soundtrack and, like, incorporating that to, like, the effects, like, the feelings of the movie. So, very cool. I had two binge points. Now, after hearing you say that, the first one is the visual effects. So this movie won the Oscar for visual effects. 
of course, because the visual effects in this movie just look incredible, but also like the ability to use visual effects to further tell the emotion of the story. Like I remember when they went into the black hole for the first time, like how the heck are you supposed to portray a back black hole in film? Like, all right, like the, you, has it ever been done the before? Warp, or the wormhole. The wormhole. The wormhole. Sorry. Yeah. So when they come in from the they come in from our universe, our galaxy. Like how like how do you do that? All right, VS, VFX team, let's uh, go through a black hole today. Like. So it was really amazing. Like, it really felt like time and space was bending around me as I was watching the movie. Like, it looked curved, and it was... I can't explain it, because it's, it, was a, it was a... It seemed legit. Like, yeah, if I were to like, go through a wormhole, that's how it was. I was, was like, like, oh, this, this make... Like, there was never a moment where, where my suspension of disbelief was gone. That the, the way they used the VFX to further make me feel like my time and space around me was being stretched. It was, I was just amazed, like, wow, I don't know who came up with this. Because it wasn't just like they stretched something out on the side of the screen. Like, I don't, who knows, I'm not a VFX artist. They did a great job, though. The other binge point I have is, um, so I remember the first time when they fly up in whatever, in the, what is it called? No, they fly up to the Durance in the, whatever their ship is called, starts with an R. Um, ranger or something like that yeah, and they're docking for the first time and it, they like dock totally fine like nothing happens but the intense music is playing i was like come on like not another apollo 13 where it doesn't connect perfectly and i was like just those typical like it's not docking like we got it you know like i was like we have a problem yeah like i was just expecting that to happen and then i was like oh they docked fine like phew expectations averted like good job like cliche cliche dodge cliche dodge but then that moment came back and was like 20 times more intense when it was spinning. It was like, all right, like you did the cliche dodge whole thing. And now you're going to take it, come and just like make it even better. Like, oh my gosh, I was just like, wow. Like, you, you just know what you're doing. <laughs> and part of like the, the, way I've liked, the, way this movie gone, the way this movie has gone down, the way Inception has gone down, it's, I will say this though. I want to, like watching these movies, I want to walk away from it and say that is Fact. That is real. That's how that's how stuff works. Because it's just it's so convincing. But um, I don't have any other binge points. All right, I think that moves us on to our least, least and likes. likes. So our least favorite scene, our favorite scene. All right, yeah, my least favorite scene is when um, what's her name, the daughter of the doctor. I can't remember, but we all know who she Anna is. Hathaway. Yeah, but yeah, the actor, like after, <clears throat> yeah, when the. When Cooper and the other guy decide to go to Mill's planet or whatever, not Mill. Miller's planet. Yeah, no, the other one, Mund or whatever. Oh man. Yeah, like it's the ice planet. I, I mean, I get this because it's like naturally like human nature to do this, but she like made it super personal. She got like super pissed at Cooper, which I don't know. Yeah, it's just least favorite, but I still like enjoy it. I thought it was like critical to the movie, but I just don't like how she like made it super personal and she got like super pissed, which is understandable. Like I said, human nature, and that could be like actually like meant to be in that film but i just didn't like that part because it just felt like she was making a lot of assumptions and she kind of started attacking cooper for his decision so that part i was just like eh but that's it so yeah that scene it wasn't my least but i remember watching them being like ah like and i don't want this to come off the wrong way like i say this very carefully i'm on thin ice but like my experience with most women is they respond to things very very emotionally so like her response was very realistic to me but like my logical like non-emotional brain was like just get over it like come on like <laughs> but like i understood the the realism in that so my but i did not like it it annoyed me the the my least was when the brother what like the brother. cooper's cooper's son 
the yeah. whatever his name is. He like decked that dude that was helping his kids, like saying he's got to leave. I was like, what? Like, <laughs> why are you a jerk? <laughs> like this dude. Uh, he's just kind of like just in this like, depressive state, and so that came off as. I was like, this guy needs to get over himself. You he, know? he scared me though. Like when he came back and they hugged later, I was like, is he like gonna like shove away from the? Hug oh and, yeah, like, when Halloween pulls face? out that like freaking like, what's happening? Tire Jack to defend himself. Oh, I was so like, nervous. I was like, oh shoot, so I to go down. I the, at first, could, like, I thought he was gonna run him over. Yeah, I appreciated that they just hugged, but like that one scene where he just decked him, I was like, what? And I, like I understand that it like adds to the suspense, but I didn't like that. So anyway, did you have a least favorite kid, or is it just um, perfect for you? It just. <laughs> It's darn well, darn close, perfect. But there's there's points where Anne Hathaway or that her character were just like being so personal toward Cooper. It created created conflict of like, okay, she's telling him it's you're being too personal about this. It's about the mission, but then she's being personal while attacking him personally. So it's well, creates a conflict. And the whole thing when they're on the water planet, where he's like, "Get the heck back here!" And she's like, "I gotta get the data." It's like, we're going to die. The data doesn't matter Like if we can't do anything with the data, you know? It's oh, like- actually, I have a different least. My least favorite thing was at the very end of the movie when he gets in the plane with the robot. I forgot. Tars. the With TARS. And goes to see her. And then it ended. The credits start. I was like, no, he's got to land on a planet and they got to smooch on the lips. That's what I wanted. <laughs> I will okay, I will say that I didn't. I wanted it just to, just to add like a dialogue of some sort. So add ten more minutes. More. You're, you're at two, two, two hours and forty five minutes. Just throw on some ten more minutes. Well, I could see why they. It was a typical working. like contemplative, uh, revelatory like sci fi ending yeah. where it's just like kind of open ended but like closed at the same but time in a Christopher Nolan kind of way because yeah, like in Inception it like the, the top is still yeah, spinning was, kind of a thing. It was very sci fi and very Christopher Nolan and very open and closed at the same time. I bet you if you go back and like slow down like analyze that last scene or some sort of point where we can tell like he like he's coming just he's arriving or of some sort like in inception where we found out that swear alert for inception that his wedding ring is his totem that kind of thing but we can go back at that later but just yeah we're reaching our, our time mic we're set for ourselves so we'll move on to favorite can we all come together collectively where he's like what are you doing i'm docking that oh, yeah. dialogue oh the dialogue so good he's like that's impossible he's like yes but it's necessary or something like that. Like, that whole it's, are you docking? That's impossible. No. It's necessary. It's like that <gasps> scene, like literally, no joke, all three of us were leaned forward on the edge of our seats. And I was squeezing a pillow. I could hardly breathe. And then as soon as it ended, we all like leaned back in our chair, like, oh, we can breathe. But yeah, that that that, that was already gonna be my favorite. Like that Oh my gosh. A movie so that can done. make you do that is that's just some quality, like really that's a great movie. So it's well that mo- that scene itself was like, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? Oh, you can't you can't dock. He's gonna he's gonna screw it up. He's gonna screw it up, and he screwed it up. It's like frick. Now what? And then the music just cracks into freaking high mode. And he's got dock. <laughs> it's like straight up to eleven. <laughs> <laughs> but your know, honorable mention goes to the whole rest of the movie for how cool things looked. I oh personally God, love love. Um, the ice planet. I thought that was so, so like with the black and the white and the gray, three colors, but it looks so cool. So yeah, the whole rest of the movie, I think I speak for all of us, gets like an honorable. Movie. The whole rest of the movie gets an honorable. <laughs> 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 I mean, really, it's true though. This movie's so good. Oh, I will say this: so, like the other honorable mention I'll say is when he just connects and like all like 
he's the he's her ghost and that all that connect that scene is i'd say is an honorable mention yeah yeah oh i just want to mention this because i thought it was way cool it was more of a binge point i forgot it the aspect ratio changes a ton it goes from like completely filling the screen to the wide angle to like fill the screen to wide angle to like even wider wide angle and it yeah, was like it's, i kind of noticed that like slightly. it went from moments to like feeling open and vast to like closed in and cramped and like focused it was just as if it's like it's the earth is like limited and it's dying yeah, off it was so well done so yeah anyway should we move to fall in because we're very yes fall in here's the meat of the podcast where we talk about messages with messages within the movie where messages that impacted us that we actually you know that could really apply to our lives and to how we should go about our how we should act and how we should treat each other i'll go first since this is since i should recommend this movie the father and the way a father what a father's impact can do and what his promises he can make to his children like what kind of impact that can give to somebody because you can say that murphy cooper the role is completely against her right even her even her mentors and she was told that to she was told to doubt her father and everything but at the very end where she's like 150 years old or some sort she says how did you not give up how did you how like she was asked the question how and she said my dad gave made me a promise that he would come back and it's an emotional masterpiece it makes me feel like i want to be a father and it makes me puts me in the shoes of if i was a father would i be this invested with my kids and there's a point where Cooper and Dr. Brand uh, and Hathaway get in an argument after they screwed up on Miller's planet where she's, where he says, when you become a father, if something becomes incredibly clear that you, that the one thing you need to do is to make sure your kids feel safe. So telling your, telling a 10 year old, the world is ending is not an option. Yeah, like that was a big argument and tense, but that one phrase is it's just, it makes you want to be a father and to be a good father. And it makes me want to just love my kids, despite them not being here quite yet. I can go quite in depth about this, but that's what I really want to hit hard on about this movie. How much I love that because that story, that dialogue, that message is just so deep to me personally. It's just beautiful, absolutely beautiful. I think I totally agree with what you said, Kate, about the whole parent relationship with their children and i i think this one quote that i just absolutely loved when he said it and that kind of just hit home for me even though like i obviously like don't have kids or anything but like i just thought this was really cool Uh, when cooper's talking to murphy like right when he's about to leave and he just says once you're a parent you're the ghost of your children's future that i thought that was so freaking cool i'll just say it again just for emphasis once you're a parent you're the ghost of your children's future I think that wraps. You could spend a lot of time thinking about that and think about and like like, what it means for you. Real fast, when Murphy would say things on the recordings to her father, some of the things that she said, usually parents don't hear that, but because of his specific situation, he heard that and it was incredibly emotional, and he was just in tears and bawling. Is that? That was a great moment of acting right there. Oh my gosh, yeah. when he got on that video and. Like the joy he's had in seeing his kids, but like the tears, I I was like, oh my gosh, like it's so sad. 
Oh yeah, I, I that would be such a confusing emotion. That's really interesting watching this movie. Uh, you guys, like, I totally agree with you. The the focus and messages about parenting, which are phenomenal, like they really are. But it's interesting that like that really, like it. Of course, I noticed it, but like I didn't really think about it to the extent that you did. And I was thinking about something totally different, which is so weird. It, it's weird to me, especially because I've been watching and reading so much sci-fi, and then in a lot of sci-fi books, like and movies, there's this continual story with the human fight to survive. And if we can't survive, the current existing humans can't survive to preserve the human race by extending embryos or a colony to live on somewhere else. And like, why? Like, why does the human race deserve some some fight to survive? Like, why do we deserve survival? Because we're smart enough to figure out how to survive and just to continue and procreate and let humans continue to live. And like, I don't have the answers, of course, but it's interesting to like contemplate, like, why is there such a fight to survive? Do I deserve survival? Do I need survival? Like, what is my relationship to survival? But also like, what is my relationship to my survival within time, especially in this movie? Like if the future us build this thing to go later impact the past that we're unconnected to, like (laughs) my brain's kind of unraveling in itself right now, but it's weird to think about like our existence and our relationship either, especially as a parent to like all these things, like as a parent, what is my relationship to survival over this child that I have protection over and I need to protect as an, as, as a ghost and you know what? I don't know. I don't have the answer. It, it's just like, what, why am I so deserving of this thing we call survival? Like why? What, and, and like the Dr. Man, he talked about it and he thought that that white, like that was his great revelation that he realized on this planet and that he was going back to tell people was that there's this instinct at the end of your life to survive a little bit longer, to see your family. And like, somehow that was his great revelation to save the world like i mean that's really amazing and really touching but like what? nice like that's thought that's thoughtful of you to think about me you're dead like i don't know it's it's really interesting to like contemplate these things and not know the answer but like know that i agree with what they're saying like it almost feels good contemplating it yeah it's just like i don't understand why i feel such a desire as a human race to survive and to protect this this thing we call a human race. But I'm going to protect it, that's for sure. And I'm going to do that as a parent. And I'm going to do that as a, as a citizen, as a human. But it's like... You do it is as a parent. Yeah, yeah. It's, but it, it, yeah, it's just like, well, I'm just going to procreate and have good children. I'm going to protect them. And then they're going to do the same thing. And it's survival, I guess. It's like one of the best quotes ever of a movie, actually, is from the movie Wally. It's the captain responding to the robot. It's like, I don't want to survive. I want to live. Yeah. Like, and that, this is another great example of that. Yeah, it's, it's so interesting. I, I don't have the answers to any of these questions, but it's cool to think about. I love movies like this that I finish the movie and I keep thinking about, like, what if? What, if? what, what does that mean? What if? Like, what, what do I mean? <laughs> what does any of this mean? What if and how? And, yeah, it's, oh, it's, that's why I love this movie so much. But we are out of time. I feel like if we were just to continue to talk about it, we'd just go in circles anyway. Yeah. Like it. Kind of. Slowly turn to mush. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll leave it where it's actually still somewhat put together. Yeah. <laughs> Let your brain turn it to mush. Uh, but thank you, Cade, for suggesting this movie and finally allowing me to get the opportunity to watch it. That was a blast to watch with you guys. All right. Go watch it, guys. So, you'll love it. I promise you. You guys will. Go watch it. Again.
even if you've seen it before. And Kelton, next week, you seemed kind of up in the air. We, so, so originally it was Edge of Tomorrow, and then it was A Quiet Place, and then it was Edge of Tomorrow, and then it was maybe A Quiet Place. And, and then, then maybe The Martian. Maybe The Martian. But so, we don't own The Martian, and I can't go buy it right I now. I have it. I have it. Oh, you do? Okay. Mm-hmm. So. so. We got to decide right now. Right now? Right now. Shoot. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Have you guys seen A Quiet Place? Yeah, we have. Okay, freak. I haven't Neither seen of you guys have. You haven't seen Edge of Tomorrow, Kate. Neither of you have seen The Martian. No, no, it's on my list. I've been wanting. To I will say I have. I will say this. I have planned later after we finish MCU Phase Three, like a designated time period to like great sci-fi movies. Okay. So may, maybe we could save The Martian for then. I don't okay. know, but let's do Edge uh, of Tomorrow. Because right. <laughs> okay. right. that was like one of the original ones I had talked about watching. I remember talking to you, Harrison, about it. So. So, next week is Edge Tomorrow, but thanks for listening and uh, have a great week. I'm sorry I have a cold, but uh, see you later. Ciao, ciao. What to do, baby? It's at home, dogs.